0: on the throw to first base and the Royals have tied the game for the very best in baseball this is the place you want to be We're where you want to be baseball with the Royals let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network your teams every day I am your host Rylan Stiles you can follow me on Twitter At Ryland underscore styles. it's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, it's brought to you by RockAuto.com. You can get all the parts your car will ever need at RockAuto.com. But we have a lot to get to today. We're going to preview the Central Divisions, but we're also going to talk about the biggest piece of Royals news this season, and that is the fact that Brady Singer has made the opening day roster. We're going to talk about how all-star Hunter Dozier will not be available this weekend in Cleveland and for the foreseeable future, and the MLB is still discussing moving the postseason to 16 teams. But let's start with the biggest story of the day, and that is Brady Singer. It was announced yesterday that Brady Singer has made the opening day roster, has made the opening day rotation, and will start on Saturday in Cleveland Against Mike Clevenger. So let's start with this news in sort of a positive light. All offseason long, all spring training long, all summer camp long, Dayton Moore, Mike Matheny, Whit Merrifield, Alex Gordon, everyone within this organization has said that this season is about competing, that this season is about contending, that this season is about winning. That's what they've said, and it's easy for everyone within baseball to say that right now before we get games going, but this move, calling up Brady Singer on opening day, it does put their money where their mouth is. That's no longer an empty quote. That's no longer an empty gesture. Now, they can be stupid for thinking that. If you think this Royals team is a terrible ball club, by all means, they can still be wrong and stupid for thinking they're going to compete, but... They're not just saying it. Because if they were just saying it, Brady Singer, who has truly earned this spot in the rotation, would be sent down. And I appreciate the effort. I really do. I appreciate uh, the want to win. I appreciate the want to put the best product on the field. So let's get that out of the way right now. But we have to look at this. From a realistic standpoint, what the Royals are counting on is for an outlier season to happen. They're hoping to be last year's Pittsburgh Pirates through 60 games. Again, last year, through 60 games, the Pirates were a postseason team. They're hoping they can catch that sort of magic in a 60-game season. This team, while it's going to be fun, okay, you're not going to be frustrated uh, that often watching this team Uh, because of their lineup, because of how interesting it is. And if you're a fan of the Royals and you have been for a long time, you understand some of these storylines. But they're not ready to win. They're not expected to win. They're not supposed to win. And in fact, the only reason we even talk about them winning is because of the random 60-game sample size. So even with the 60-game sample size, they're still not projected to win. But it, pre- it pre- creates a pathway. It creates a pathway towards winning. But we have to look at this realistically. Let's start with just Brady Singer as a whole. Has he earned a spot in the rotation? Absolutely. He's proven in, in spring training 1.0 and in summer camp that he is one of, if not the very best pitcher this team has. He's shown he's better than your opening day starter Danny Duffy. He has been that good. Number two, what do I think he'll be in the future? What do you think he'll be in the future? Because that's kind of where this all uh, starts and stops. If you think Brady Singer is going to be Danny Duffy in the future, then I don't care that you call them up. I really don't. But if you believe, like me, that he's going to be Zach Grinky in the future, he's going to win Cy Young's, he's going to be one of the best best pitchers in baseball, if you believe that part of it, then you should be irate that they called him up. Because at the end of the day, baseball is a business. And I know Dayton Moore, and I, I know the ownership group wants to be the good guys all the time. But at some point, you've got to play the game. So I applaud the Royals for putting their money where their mouth is. Whenever they say we're trying to win, they're not just saying empty gestures. They're truly doing everything they can to win. They might not have a good enough team, but they're doing the best they can. So they actually are going for it. And I applaud them for staying true to that message and not just feeding you a bunch of lies throughout spring. Because you don't make this move unless you're truly trying to win. And again, they could still be terrible. I'm not saying they're going to win now. I'm saying they're at least putting their best foot forward. They're at least putting their best roster out there. The problem is, though, I still don't think this team will win. And what I'm talking about here and why you should be upset, it's not because Brady Singer will be bad. It's not because Brady Singer is not ready it's because you're going to lose a year of control over this pitcher for one start. For one start, you're losing an entire year of him being in Kansas City for one start. Now, could they make a magical 60-game run? Absolutely. But are you telling me you have more faith in a 60-game run right now than a contending team that might be on the field in six years? And again, if if you cannot weather one start, one start, if you cannot weather one start to gain an entire year of control over Brady Singer, then you're not going to make a magical run. You don't have a good enough team. It's one start and you're giving up an entire year of control. The Dodgers yesterday handed out a $400 million contract and they're playing Their service time game. They just sent down projected rookie Gavin Lux, rookie of the year Gavin Lux, for you know a week. That way they get the extra year of control. The Blue Jays are doing the same thing with Nate Pearson, another young pitcher who throws over 100 miles an hour and is electric and is awesome. They sent him down. They're going to wait and they're going to skip one start in rotation before they call him up to keep that year of control. And I understand the mentality of Kansas City. It's a football mentality. You want to try to win. You want to put the best team out there. You want to give the person who deserves the shot, the shot. It's part of the blue-collar nature. Brady Singer has earned it, and it doesn't make sense to some of you why someone who has earned something doesn't get it. He has earned it, and I'm, I'm the first one to say, and I have been saying on this podcast since January, he's the best pitcher on the roster. But when you can wait one season... I mean, when you, actually, no, when you can wait one game to get an entire season back of control on the back end, you wait that one game. You wait that one game. Look, if Brady Singer is who I think he is, if Brady Singer is who many of you think he is, if he's a Cy Young guy, if he's a top pitcher in baseball, if he's those things, you're not re-signing him in Kansas City. Pitching is the currency of baseball. And I know there's a new ownership group. I know we have not seen this ownership group have to make a decision like this. But I can tell you right now that if Brady Singer is anywhere close, anywhere close to what we think he's going to be, he's looking at a $200 million payday, $300 million payday. He's looking at a huge contract. And... You lose a year of control on him because you can't wait one start. Am I going to be excited to watch the game on Saturday? Absolutely. Look, I'm going to watch every Royals game, no matter who's on the mound, no matter what the situation is, no matter how many losses they have. But yes, Brady Singer is someone who gets me more excited to watch the game. I'm more excited to watch Brady Singer on Saturday than I am for Danny Duffy on Friday. Now, look, if he only turns into Danny Duffy which is not good, by the way, if he only turns in uh, as a first-round pick to a number three starter, then this is all a moot point. If you believe he's only going to be the quality pitcher of Danny Duffy, then yeah, the Royals can resign him and this will be all fine. Who cares? But if you believe he's going to be Zach Greinke, you should be upset with this move. Because the only way this move is worth it, okay, here's the bottom line of, of all of this. The only way it's worth it to have an extra start of Brady Singer this year at the cost of an entire season in six years is because they make the playoffs this year. Or they re-sign him in six years. That's the only way this move is worth it. And I think that I can speak for Royals fan everywhere when I say I'm skeptical that they can sign Brady Singer if he's as good as we say he is. If he is that grinky, I don't see a way that this ownership group, even though they're a new ownership group, they haven't had to make this decision before. It's in Kansas city. It's a small market. They're going to blame the market size. Unless there's somehow a salary cap in six years, which we don't know about. There's just, I don't see a pathway for the Royals to re-sign Brady Singer. And look, you're not going to be able to run this service time gamut anymore. At the next CBA in 2021, they're going to take this out. So you're all ready Going to not be able to to manipulate Asa Lacey and these other young arms that have not came up yet, but you could have manipulated Brady Singer. And I know this organization prides themselves on being a, a good person, on doing the right thing by people. And that's fine and well when you're paying minor leaguers when you don't have to. That's fine and well when you're building the Urban Youth Academy. They deserve a ton of credit for that. But from a baseball standpoint, to have Brady Singer miss one start at the benefit of keeping him for an extra year is something you have to do 10 times out of 10. Do you think that the Dodgers are worried about paying Gavin Lux that they don't that they can't pay Gavin Lux if Gavin Lux turns into a good second baseman? No, but why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you skip a week of action from Gavin Lux in order to get an entire year of cheap controllable contracts? Do you think the Blue Jays are worried about not paying Nate Pearson? Now, maybe. Maybe they are. Okay, the Blue Jays, who knows what's happening with their ownership group. But they're playing the game the right way. You miss one start for the benefit of getting an extra year in Kansas City. And maybe I'm being too harsh on this new ownership group by being skeptical of them. But I've been around the block a time or two with Kansas City, and I know that this is different, it's Sherman, it's not glass. But if Brady Singer is that Grinky, if he's that caliber of pitcher in Kansas City, he'll get priced out. He'll get priced out of the Kansas City market. And I know that in a 60-game season, believe me, I've talked about this for two weeks, that in a 60-game season, this lineup of competitive Royals can put together a run that gets them into the wild card game. And once you get into the wild card game, anything can happen. But if you cannot make up one start for the benefit of one year, you've got serious issues. So again, to to reset everything, applaud Kansas City for putting their money where their mouth is. They were not feeding you uh, a pile of lies when they said that they want to win, they're excited to win, they want to compete, and they have energy. That was not a lie. Now, they might not have the talent to win, but they're going to be damn sure to put the best talent they have on the field. They're going to be sure that they try everything they can to win, and that's going to carry a lot of favor and a lot of weight within this fan base. It's a football fan base. It's a fan base that loves to try to win. It's a fan base that that doesn't really like nuance all that much. So this, on paper, is a great move for the Royals. You're going to sit down and you're going to watch – Singer on Saturday. But from a business standpoint, and I know a lot of you hate that side of baseball and sports in general. But you've got to play the game. You've got to play the service time game in Kansas City. So credit to Dayton Moore for being a good guy. Credit to the Royals for putting their money where their mouth is in terms of trying to win this year the best they can. But what has that gotten you in the past? What is being a good guy or being a good organization, gotten you in the past. Is it going to take? Is it going to make Brady Singer turn down a three hundred million dollar contract for a one fifty million dollar contract? I don't think so. And maybe let's end it with a positive note. Maybe this ownership group is going to hand out a huge deal. Maybe this ownership group is excited for uh, Brady Singer, uh, and and they've given Dayton Moore the go ahead to call him up on the promise that if he is good, they'll gladly hand him the biggest contract in Rose history. They'll gladly match any offer for him on the open market. So that's a that's a possibility here. But the only way that Brady Singer making his first career start on Saturday and not next Thursday is the fact that they make the playoffs this year or they re-sign him in six years. That's the only way that this is worth it. How realistic do you think that is? And again, if he if you think he's gonna turn into Danny Duffy, this is this is a fine this is a, a fine move. Who cares? If you think he's gonna turn into Zach Grinky, you should be a lot more you should be a lot more apprehensive to this move because that's a fine line to walk on how to make this move successful. You make the playoffs or you re-sign a, a Zach Grinky like pitcher in Kansas City. After the break, we're going to talk all about the MLB deciding uh, or debating whether to expand the postseason to 16 games and also all-star Hunter Dozier missing the first few weeks of the season. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at CBDMD. It does not matter if you're a professional athlete or a stay-at-home parent or if you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends over at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joint pains in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or squeeze tube. CBD Recovery combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like arsena and vitamin B6, give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo, uh, everything is available at CBDMD has to offer. They're going to offer our audience 25% off your next order when you use promo code on MLB at checkout. Once again, CBDMD.com promo code LOCKDOWN MLB 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products at CBDMD.com promo code LOCKDOWN MLB for 25% off. So this show is going to be one of the longest we've ever had and tomorrow will be even longer uh, because there's so much to get to but the Royals news kept coming and I went a little long on Brady Singer but that's the most important storyline of this season to me is Brady Singer and again I'm excited to watch Brady Singer on Saturday do not do not get me wrong on that front I'm excited and and I do applaud I, I truly sincerely applaud Kansas City for putting their money where their mouth is with this whole we want to win thing that was not a, a, a win-win for the Gipper speech that was true to life that they want to try their best to win this year. But if we both agree it's an uphill battle to win this year, and we both agree that if Brady Singer's Zach Grinky, there's, a, sl- there's a, a slim-to-none chance that he can re-sign in Kansas City, losing an entire year for one start is a head-scratcher. But let's talk about how this move can pay off, and that's what's getting to the postseason. And MLB is discussing the possibility of making that easier for Kansas City by moving this postseason to 16 teams. 16, and that would make the first round a three-game series. Uh, this is still being this is still being thrown up in the air right now. Uh, nothing has been decided as we sit here on at 9:30 on Thursday, right before opening day. Now, the stipulation is this has to be decided before the first pitch of the Yankees Nationals game tonight at 6 Central. So we'll know pretty soon here if we're going to get the expanded postseason. I'm all in favor of doing this because. In a 60-game season where you're competing with basketball, with playoff hockey, with football starting, again, as of right now, the Chiefs are on track to play football September 10th. If the Royals, if we keep the current playoff structure and the Royals are seven games out, you know, the, the week of the first Chiefs game, How many Royals games are you checking out? Now, maybe you're a diehard fan like me and and you're going to watch everything, but I know a lot of Kansas City will shift over to the Chiefs because they have Mahomes. They're a winner. It's football. It's awesome. I love the Chiefs. Now, if we expand the postseason and the week of the first NFL game before Mahomes takes on Deshaun Watson, the Royals are in the postseason or they're a game out of the postseason, you're more likely – to stay locked on the Royals, you're more likely to stay focused on Kansas City. Now, you're never going to turn your back on the Chiefs. I'm never going to turn my back on the Chiefs. They're too good, but you'll have room for both with an extended with an expanded postseason. And baseball needs to capitalize on you, the fans, for as long as possible. And expanding the postseason does that. Expanding the postseason makes teams like Kansas City, who are not truly expected to win. Now, I think they're a lot better than people are giving them credit for. And we're going to preview the season in, in its entirety again tomorrow. But I think they're a lot better than people are giving them credit for, especially even within the Royals fan base. A lot of you got scared off by a couple games against the Astros when you're never going to play it seem like the Astros again. And a lot of the pitchers that messed up against the Astros aren't really going to pitch for the Royals whenever it matters most. So I think they're a lot better than most people do. But we can all agree They're probably not going to make the postseason if it stays the way it currently is, unless they make some sort of magic happen. But in expanded postseason, you get more interested, because there is more of a chance that the Royals make the postseason. And it creates a level of protection, because you go back to last season, the Nationals through 60 games were buried. They resurrected themselves, came back, and won the World Series. So it creates a little bit more protection for good teams that maybe start slow. But I do want to get to this Hunter Dozier news. He tested positive for COVID, uh, so the all-star right fielder is not going to be with the team for, gosh, probably a month. I mean, honestly, I mean, you're going to have to quarantine for two weeks, get your timing back, get back in the groove of things. So probably a month in total that you're going to miss an all-star, and this is bad news. I mean, I've said it before, the biggest stretch, if this team truly wants to compete and truly wants to win, your biggest stretch is in mid-August. Is Hunter Dozier going to be back for that stretch whenever you take on the Twins, the Reds, the Twins, the Reds, the Twins? Is he going to be back for that stretch? It's going to be tough. So Bubba Starling and Brett Phillips have both made the roster in his absence. They've already announced that. Uh, Bubba Starling against the Cardinals last night hit another home run. And and his swing is overhauled. He's got a brand new swing. It looks good. I'm ready to get hurt again. I think Bubba Starling is for real. I think that he's going to play well. I hope that he gets the opening day start in right field. Uh, I'm not in love with Brett Phillips at all. I would have rather seen Frenchie Cordero uh, automatically make the roster. He still could make the roster. They have not announced their 30-man roster just yet. I would expect Frenchie to be on there. Uh, But Uh, I I just like Bubba Starling to start over Brett Phillips. And then with Cordero, you can kind of go either way between him and Bubba Starling, but I'd still probably lean Bubba for right now. Uh, But other Royals missing due to COVID, if you haven't not heard or if you've missed it, or if you forgot about it, Jacob Junis and Brad Keller are both out for two to three more weeks. Uh, And both of them might, whenever they return need to be in the bullpen. And these are two of your starters that when they come back might need to be in the bullpen because they're not stretched out, which is, Totally understandable. You're not going to be stretched out after COVID, but you're taking away two starters from an already weak rotation. So that's concerning. Uh, Ryan O'Hearn will miss this opening series, but he is at that satellite camp uh, where the T-Bones play, uh, getting his work in, trying to get back into a groove, trying to get back into the rhythm. I feel comfortable with uh, Ryan McBroom, uh, with Ryan O'Hearn being out with COVID. So, this one is not as big of a deal as the pitchers, uh, but still you want O'Hearn back as soon as possible because he's, he was many of your starting first basemans in your opening day lineup. I, I had I had McBroom over O'Hearn, uh, but a lot of you had O'Hearn, so I, I cannot uh, begrudge you there. They were, they were so close and competitive. Uh, I mean, it, it was amazing to watch them go at it until, of course, O'Hearn got COVID. And then Dozier. I mean, he, he's going to be out, of course, as we just talked about, for probably a month. With this, now, Randy Rosario out of the bullpen is going to be out with an arm injury. Uh, no one knows how long, no one knows, you know, the extent of this for Randy Rosario, but he'll be out with an arm injury for the first couple of weeks at least. And now, let's preview the central division so we can have all the divisions previewed. Yesterday, we did the east and the west, today, we do the central, and then we're going to get out of here and have tomorrow the opening day extravaganza. I cannot wait for tomorrow's show. I've been planning so many things for it. I'm excited. I hope that you'll tune in. This is the only place you can get daily Kansas City Royals podcasts, so enjoy it. But let's preview the Central now. Let's start in the NL Central because this is the most interesting division, but also not, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think anyone knows who's going to win this division, so by that nature, it is interesting. But I also don't think any of these teams are just elite, which is why. You don't know who's going to win the division? I, I think if you asked uh, 15 people, you'd probably get 15 different answers of, of, of who's going to win this division. I mean, obviously there's only five teams, but still. I, I think that if you if you went up to somebody, one would say the Reds, then the Cardinals, then the Cubs, then the Brewers. I mean, they are, they're all jumbled up in there. So I'm going to do my best to pick who I think will win the division. Uh, with the Reds, you know, I, I like their pitching enough, and I love their lineup, so I'm going to go – with them winning the division, but they have a 31 and a half win total. I'm gonna to go over slightly. And then number two, the Cardinals. Now, the Cardinals have been my favorite this entire time, but I just I can't get behind that lineup. I like their pitching staff. I really do. I really, really like their bullpen. I really like their rotation. I love Jack Flaherty. I like their rotation. I like their staff. I like their bullpen. But that lineup, that's tough. I mean, that is really. Really tough. So I'm going to give them second place, and I'm going to go under the 32 and half win total for the Cardinals. With the Cubs in third place, I love their lineup. Hate their pitching. It's kind of the opposite of the Cardinals. Uh, so with their 32 win total, I'm going to go under. The Brewers at 31 over under. You know, the Brewers are a decent team all the way around, but they don't do anything elite. I know Christian Yelich is elite. I know we love Lorenzo Cain, but they don't do anything great. They also do nothing bad, which is a good thing. So the Brewers, I think, can be a reason why the Central and the NL doesn't see a wildcard spot, because they're just going to be beating up on each other over and over and over again. And you really only have the Pirates to beat up on uh, in fifth place. You have the Pirates with a 25.5 over-under win total. I'm going to give them the under. I think that the Twins beat up on them, the White Sox beat up on them, uh, the Indians beat up on them, and then the entire NL Central beat up on them. And hopefully the Royals can beat up on them as well. Uh, but I'm going to go the under with the Pirates at 25.5. Some, some young guys to like, Cole Tucker, uh, Brian Reynolds. I mean, a lot of the young guys to like, but I, I just can't see the Pirates being any sort of good, even remotely good. Uh, but let's do the A.O. Central now before we get out of here. Tigers, 25, 21 and a half over under. A, a fine young team. We'll see if, Kay, uh, if Casey Mize can get called up. We'll see if Riley Green gets called up. I don't think we'll see Spencer Torkelson, of course. Uh, but 21.5 over under. I'm going to go with the under. I think that they're a bad team. I think that they're a terrible team. I think that they're a distant, distant, distant last place in the Central. I don't see how people are even debating who's the last place team between them and the Royals. I think the Royals are much improved, and people are not giving them enough credit for that. Uh, winning the division, so going from five to number one now, is the Twins over under 34.5. You know, I really think that they lack a lot of pitching, but they do have the best lineup by far uh, in this division, and they have just enough pitching to get them to just dominate this division. So, I'll probably go over on the 34 and a half mark. Number 2, I have the White Sox. Now, the White Sox have a fun lineup, a young lineup, but the pitching is shaky. It's really shaky. So, this is a bold move I think by picking the White Sox number 2. Uh, I know a lot of people have fallen in love with them recently with these exhibition games. You, you know, you're seeing Roberts and you're seeing Young Mankata and things like that. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with over 31 and a half, but slightly like maybe 32 wins, 33 wins. And then number three, I'm gonna have the Indians with a 32 win total. I'm probably gonna go under with the Indians. I love their. I love their rotation. I love their entire pitching staff but there's just something about that lineup and I know they have Lindor. I know I know the guys that they have, but there's something about that lineup I just do not like at all. And then number 4, the Kansas City Royals, 24 and a half over under. Give me the over, but very slightly like 25, 26, 27 wins uh, somewhere in there. Over for the Royals. It's going to be a competitive lineup. But it's going to be a fun lineup for the Royals top to bottom. Their storylines all the way around. I think an above-average bullpen, honestly. You look at what the bullpen is with Zuber, Rosenthal, Holland, Ian Kennedy. I like what the bullpen's turning into, and I think it's an above-average one. Uh, I think that at best you're looking at an average rotation, but likely a below-average rotation uh, depending on injuries and just performances from guys. I mean, do you trust Danny Duffy is one big question. Again, I can see Danny Duffy on Friday going out there and pitching seven scoreless, I can also see him going out there and getting shelled in two innings. So that's the kind of pitcher Denny Duffy is. I mean, that's just who he is. So uh, to be average, I need you to be a little bit more consistent. But if this Royals team can provide you with three or four starters who give up three runs a game, four runs a game, they can they can easily be a competitive team and, and be a wild card team. But do you trust that they have the pitching to hold teams to three, four runs a game? That's the big question. So we're going to end this show the way we're going to end every show throughout the season is the bet of the day. And I'm going to keep track of the way that I bet. If you want to send in your bets, I'll keep track of your bets, and we can compare leaderboards and things like that throughout the season and see who's the better sports gambler. Do not tell the NCAA because this is for entertainment purposes only. NCAA, please do not come and fire me or whatever. But uh, the bet of the day is going to be the Yankees minus one and a half. I think this Yankees team is really good. I know they're facing Max Scherzer. I know he's a great pitcher, but this lineup, I mean, there's no holes in this lineup. I don't see how you can work around them. And I think that they're a much better team than the Nationals, so they're going to win by over one run. So I'm going to have the Yankees minus one and a half. Don't forget that this episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. RockAuto has all the parts your car will ever need. It has an amazing selection, reliably low prices. It has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of makes, models, and manufacturers. Everything for your car. They've been selling you auto parts online as a family-owned business for 20 years. 20 years ago, you probably still had dial-up internet. You couldn't write your emails properly. You didn't know what you were doing on the great worldwide web, but you could have been buying all of your auto parts online uh, at rockauto.com. Write locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box, and they'll know what to do from there. Rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Again, tomorrow is going to be a very fun show. It's probably going to be even longer than this show. We've got so much to talk about. We've got an opening day to preview, an opening series to preview, and so much more. We're going to hand out awards. We're going to predict Royals awards, MOB awards. And the postseason, who's all going to make it, who's going to get in, who's going to win, and everything in between. Tomorrow's going to be an opening day extravaganza. And once again, I want to appreciate everyone who's taking the time to listen to this show. We've done over 100 episodes here with no baseball. We have not seen regular season baseball on this podcast, but yet the support, the numbers, the ratings are all fantastic. And that's a tribute to the sports city that is Kansas City. So I appreciate every single one of you. If you join the Lockdown Royals Fantasy League, thank you for joining. It was a very fun draft. I cannot wait to get this season started on fantasy and for the Royals and for everything involved. But I appreciate everyone joining, taking the time to draft and have some fun uh, with that draft. And we'll see if you can beat me in fantasy, you'll win a prize, of course. But that's all we have today today. Tomorrow, again, is the opening day extravaganza. Baseball is back tonight with the Yankees and Nationals and the Dodgers and Giants. So it's going to be very exciting. Brady Singer starts on Saturday. How awesome is that? Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Royals.